Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to FAPA Talk. Tim Gens here. Uh, I am joined uh, by James Dunn, Director of Flight Training at FlexJet. Uh, and Jim, thank you very much for being here and spending part of your day with us here at FAPA. Yeah, my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for, for having me today. My pleasure. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, before we start talking a little bit about FlexJet and some of the amazing opportunities, tell us a little bit about yourself, Jim. How did you go ahead and get into aviation? Because I know uh, the journey is different for everybody. It is, you know, and that's that's one of the exciting things about this industry is everyone has a story. And uh, my story started when I was about 10 years old. Um, I went to an air show uh, and I knew immediately that I wanted to fly airplanes from that day on. And uh, I uh, dreamt about it, uh, thought about it all the time, try, uh, planned my career progression as a young man uh, growing up. Um, I started learning to fly when I was uh, 15 years old. Uh, and uh, soloed at 16, got my license some, uh, just after my 17th birthday, uh, and uh, continued to work on my ratings as I went through college and uh, with a path of knowing that I wanted to be a professional pilot. And uh, it's just been a, a dream career for me. And, and uh, uh, if I could go do it again, I wouldn't change a thing. That's awesome. You know, obviously the world changes, you know, the the old days of being able to endorse the back of someone's medical and that being their student pilot certificate that unfortunately has gone away. One of the things about that that was kind of the saddest was the idea of someone being able to solo on their 16th birthday. Uh, right. There are so many people I've had the pleasure of working with that their friends were getting their driver's license and they were getting their student pilot certificate. They were flying an airplane for the first time. Exactly. They were at that yeah. airport that day, you know, and um, I, I've uh, cherished those memories, uh, you know, and, yeah. and uh, the journey has been as great as the career. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I would like again, I wouldn't trade uh, any moment of that uh, to to do something different. It's awesome. Fantastic. Well, let's start talking a bit about FlexJet. Um, tell me what type of company FlexJet is. So FlexJet is a fractional ownership uh, private aviation company. Um, we uh, fly for roughly 2,500 to 3,000 uh, clients, uh, and we do a global mission with business jets. So the best way to describe FlexJet, um, it's a little bit different than anything in the industry when you fly for a fractional. A fractional internally a lot, operates a lot like a 121 airline. Externally, it's all corporate aircraft, and there's a little bit of on-demand flying kind of rolled in there as well. And so that makes the job uh, very exciting. Uh, when we say things, when I say we operate like a 121 airline, uh, we put a big focus on safety. We put a big focus on training. We put a big focus on standardization. Um, the way we schedule crews, uh, very much like a 121 airline. Um, the way we run our, our operation and the oversight with the FAA, um, very similar to a 121 airline. Externally, it's all corporate and, and customer service. So you have to be a, a people person to want to do this job. Mm -hmm. um, and the flying is just very dynamic in a very structured environment. So how is that different from 135, the charter side so, of the house? Yeah, so the charter side of the house with 135, a lot of times with 135 operations, um, uh, and we've learned this over the years talking to different pilots, it's uh, a lot of times you're on call. Uh, you may be on a very extended uh, time on duty. So when I say that, 21 to 25 days with five days off. Um, with FlexJet, um, you're getting the, a little bit of that lifestyle with the on-demand because every day is different when you go out and fly. Um, but you've got uh, a lot better quality of life. And what I mean by that is you'll generally know your schedule uh, six weeks prior to actually flying it. Um, you're going to go fly somewhere between four and eight days at a time. 
Uh, and then you're going to know exactly how much time off you have afterwards. And it's somewhere between uh, three and eight days, usually depending on how you bid your schedule. Um, and you can count on that time off. Um, you know, we, we, our pilots work very hard when they're out there flying. We have some, some really exciting and, and sometimes some long days. Um, but that time off is really valuable. And we really cherish that. And quality of life is a very big piece of who we are as a company. Oh, fantastic. You know, it used to not be that way. I remember my first airline interview, my uh, the gentleman asking, do you have a family? When I said yes, he said, that is not going to work. Uh, right. the, the old days of, do you want the family or do you want the career? It definitely seems to be going away. And it seems like that's a big benefit of the FlexJet path. Yeah. And, you know, and one more thing to add about that, when you mentioned family, um, one of the things that's been terrific about my career at FlexJet and a little bit of my background, I started here in 1999. So I've been with the company for hmm. about 24 years. And um, one of the things I truly cherish about this company is the way we treat our employees. Um, it is very much like a family atmosphere. We're, we're close to 1,200 pilots now, and uh, we still call everyone by name. Uh, there's a lot of great relationships here. Um, and it's just a fantastic environment to be a part of. That does sound fantastic. Very different. You know, obviously, when someone starts thinking about a professional career in aviation, a professional pilot career, the one thing that always comes to their mind is airlines, airlines, airlines. The only option is the airlines. Why would somebody choose the FlexJet route or the 91K route over maybe the the more traditional airline route? Um. I would say that the for an aviator, this is an aviator's job. And what I mean by that is um, the airlines serve a, a great purpose. Um, airlines will see about 500 airports in their system. Um, a lot of the trips are the same over and over again. With mm -hmm. us, we see about 5,000 different airports. Um, I mentioned earlier, it's, it's a very dynamic flying in a very structured environment. And what I mean by that is we see um, uh, everything from private ranch airports all the way up to large class B airports, sometimes mm -hmm. within an hour of each other. And we do that in a very structured way, similar to the airlines. Um, so you you get the benefit of that structure and that training uh, here that you would have with an airline. Um, you're going to get this sense of adventure flying for us. Um, and this is also about uh, people. Um, mm. You know, uh, you have to be a, a, a people person to do this job. Um, we're dealing very hands-on with the clients uh, to ensure that they have an exceptional experience every time they get on board our airplane. Uh, and so, uh, you know, you have to be able to read people, um, anticipate their needs, uh, and uh, be willing to go above and beyond to re just really take care of people. Um, so for people who enjoy doing that, it's very rewarding and fulfilling. Um, the flying for an aviator is extremely fulfilling. Um, you will not find better flying in the industry. Uh, we fly beautiful, well-maintained equipment, um, and we do it in a very safe and uh, very uh, uh, functional environment. You know, not trying to minimize flying an airplane at all. Um, and so when I say that, for example, airline pilots, they show up and they, they're they flying the airplane. Again, nothing minimal about flying an airplane. It sounds like right. a flex jet pilot. There's an awful lot more that they have to go ahead and do. Yeah, absolutely. The, the hardest part of our job is between the um, shutdown checklist and before takeoff checklist. And what I mean by that mm -hmm. is making sure that the airplane's ready to go, making sure that you've uh, acquired the things that the, the owners want for their, their trip. Um, solving problems sometimes. As much as we'd love to say things go perfect every day, um, when you deal with caterers and FBOs and fuelers and car transportation companies, um, those things fall through the cracks on occasion and you have to be a little bit of a problem solver. Um, and so you have to enjoy doing that. For people who don't want to deal with that kind of stuff, this may not be the job for them. 
Uh, but for people who are very mission oriented and like to do it in a, in a uh, safe, constructed environment, um, it is a fantastic job. And it's really rewarding at the end of the day when you sit down with your partner after flying uh, your trips and say, hey, we got this trip done and we did it within the guidelines put out by the company. And uh, we had some really happy clients at the end of the day. Awesome. It's got to be very rewarding. Um, so if if we had to go ahead and go into a grocery store and pick out the ideal candidate, what would that grocery list look like? What uh, who, who Who's the right person? Who's the right stuff for FlexJet? Gotcha. Um, you're going to look for people that um, are uh, very people-oriented, um, who are focused on providing um, a, a great customer service, possess a lot of empathy, um, a lot of integrity, um, are uh, mission-oriented, um, but yet they also want to do things in the right manner. Uh, and aren't going to go and you know go out uh, color outside the lines that are required to get the job done safely, um, and that's a unique uh, set of attributes to uh, find that individual. Um, they have to be um, willing to adapt to change. Um, uh, if you wake up in the morning and you think you're going to be spending the evening in Hawaii, and by noon it changes to Michigan, and that bothers you, probably not the job for you. You know, um, you have to be able to adapt to that. You have to be, um, uh, you know, uh, functional when it comes to, to that. You have to be able to get along well with people. And so when we go through our interview process, those are a lot of the attributes we're looking for. Obviously, being a great aviator is a big piece to this job, um, but it's a lot more than being an aviator. It's about being, uh, you know, the proper person and proper fit for this organization. So everybody's got to pack both their flip flops and the North Face is what you're saying. Right. That could be one of the hardest job hard, parts, <laughs> hardest parts of this job is figuring out what to pack. So oh man. <clears throat> um, what about candidates that are past 65? Um, we do hire candidates past 65. Um, you know, uh age uh in the fractional industry uh is currently not a, a restricted uh, restriction that's put upon us. And we find some really uh great individuals who have had you know careers in the airlines. Uh, and want to continue flying and, uh, you know, are perfectly capable of doing that. It's kind of fun and exciting when we do interviews and you run back into people who had a career in airlines, they come up to you afterwards and they say, I never knew this existed. And if I'd known this 20 years ago, I would have been here 20 years ago. Are there any limitations with the the 65 North pilots, the type of flying that you would have them able to go ahead and do? Do they have to say domestic or they can they go ahead and jump across the pond if they're 60, 60, 67? So we have to be conscientious of um, the regulations across the pond. Um, we, and some of the countries are a lot more up to enforce that. So uh, we do take that under consideration when we're doing international operations. Um, uh, but uh, it is not a complete and total restriction to do that. Okay, fantastic. Um, you talked about quality of life and some of the things that make you guys different. Where are your pilots based? So we have 110 domiciles that you can choose from as a pilot here. Um, a little bit different than an airline. An airline uh, will have five to 10 uh, domiciles that you pick from. Mm -hmm. They're very seniority driven and they're usually driven by how many pilots they can put in those domicile by fleet and seat of aircraft. Um, we're a little bit different. Um, so where an airline moves uh, airplanes to pilots, we move pilots to airplanes. So um, generally on your first day of work, it's usually gonna start with a travel block. That's usually an airline. Um, and that's booked uh, internally with our uh, our organization. We have a very large logistics group that books the airline for you. Um, it's all positive space uh, and taken care of for you. 
um, you'll go fly for a week. And then at, on your last day of work, um, we will put you on an airline and fly you home. So it's a little bit different from that standpoint. So when you're talking about our domiciles, we can afford to have 110 domiciles. We can have one pilot in our domicile or we can have 150. It doesn't matter to us because we're going to move you to an airplane anyways. Um, and the other nice thing about our domicile system, it's very flexible. So let's say you come to work here and you're living in Fargo, North Dakota, and you decide that you're tired of cold winters and you and your family would like to move somewhere a little warmer. And Savannah, Georgia sounds really exciting. We ask you to give us 30 days notice before you move. And in 30 days, you are now being dispatched out of Savannah. It's really that simple. So um, it's a very uh, flexible and um, uh, uh, very good domicile system from that standpoint. Going back to something you had talked about, you a positive space ticket, first day of the trip and last day of the trip. So I'm gonna use the word commuting. Your pilots don't necessarily have to commute on their days off. The first no. day of their trip is when they're, so their, their time off is time off. Their time off is time off, absolutely. The first day of their trip is their first day of work. So um, you generally will get your assignment about five o'clock on your last day off. Um, and it usually starts with an airline block and it'll give you a plane ticket that has been booked for you by our logistics group. Um, your duty starts one hour before that airline departs. Um, you'll board the airline uh, to wherever your airplane is and then uh, you will fly for uh, your tour which uh, again, between four and eight days. Uh, and then on your last day, you may fly in the morning and that afternoon there'll be an airline block to get you back to your domicile. And again, that ticket's all booked for you, et cetera. Couple of great things about the airline system that we use. Um, the first thing is if an airline cancels on us, um, we send a note into our logistics group and they will rebook you on a ticket. So you're not at the mercy of the airline trying to get you home three days later when they have a space availability to you. That's the first thing. But the other nice thing about it, the benefit for our pilots is, um, if you are a member of uh, all the loyalty uh, programs, uh, mm -hmm. we keep all of those loyalty numbers on file with our logistics group. So when they book you a plane ticket, they book you a hotel or they book you a rental car, you get to keep all those points and miles. That's fantastic. Because the amount that they travel vacations with their family are about to become very inexpensive if right. they go ahead and have all of that. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah, that's a it's a great perk and a lot of great stories over the years from our pilots taking their family on vacation on points and miles. That's great. So somebody is, is listening to this and they say, wow, that's different. I didn't know that was exist. That's something I would love to do. At what point should they go ahead and start reaching out and apply uh, to go ahead and be a pilot with FlexJet? Uh, so we look at pilots starting at ATP minimums. Um, okay. And so um, if you're approaching ATP minimums, uh, I would say uh, probably uh, three to six months out prior to uh, reaching that point, if this is a direction you would like to go, that would be a okay. great time to start your first application. And then as your experience continues to build, uh, it would be uh, great if you would reach out and just update the uh, your application periodically so we know that you're you're still interested and that uh, you know, you're making progress towards that goal. Three to six months within unrestricted ATP minimums or can we go restricted as well? No, unrestricted ATP. Thank okay. you for clarifying that, yeah. You got it, not a problem. Um, how would a candidate get more info about airframes, about the bases, about the application process? Yeah, so the, the quick and easy way to do that in the world of the internet is go to flexjet.com uh, and then go to careers. And there's okay. quite a bit of information uh, on that uh, careers tab. Uh, and then um, we uh, are very big on a, a lot of the social media sites. Uh, you see us on LinkedIn, you'll see us on Instagram, you'll see us on Facebook. 
Um, we put uh, periodic uh, things like that out there. We also run pilot socials. Uh, we have a pilot social coming up here in the end of September in Dallas. We have one uh, in Las Vegas uh, after that, and then one in Orlando uh, in November. So September, October, November. Uh, we've got those socials and we advertise those out on uh, social media. So we love to see people come in and talk to us there. We have a lot of our pilots that come in, our recruiters are there. Uh, and, you know, it's a great opportunity to talk about FlexJet, but also talk about flying and just aviation in general. If you're a pilot and ready to land your next jet job, you won't want to miss these upcoming 2023 FAPA locations. Tampa, September 30th. Dallas, October 14th. Fort Lauderdale, November 18th. And Phoenix, December 9th. Registration is free, and you can find the link in the description or at fapa.aero slash events. So one more question for you. Um, it could be real or fictional. You could have flown it or not. What's your favorite aircraft? Wow. So as a pilot, um, of course, I think every pilot would answer they love flying everything that they, they get to fly. Um, you know, I, I never got to fly in the military. I've always wanted to fly tactical aircraft. I just think that would be exciting. Um, that would be a dream come true someday. Um, but I think the closest thing I've flown, uh, I flew the Lear 60 for a long time um, hmm. and uh, just a phenomenal airplane uh, to fly. I've got a, quite a bit of Learjet time. Uh, love that airplane. Uh, I flew the 31 and the 60, both just fantastic airframes. Probably the closest thing I will get to tactical aviation in my career. Um, and uh, they, you know, Lear, uh, Bill Lear just made a phen phenomenal machine and Bombardier hmm. made it better over the years. Um, and you know, it's, it's one of those that I, I cherish near and dear to my heart. Fantastic. All right. Um, anything else that you want to go ahead and mention about yourself or FlexJet before we go ahead and wrap this up? Yeah. So, uh, if, uh, anyone listening to this has questions and, and they don't know where to reach out to, I am on LinkedIn, uh, and I answer questions all the time. So feel free to reach out to me. I'm, I'm happy to answer any question on there. James Dunn, uh, to be listed as director of training is of FlexJet. Um, you can also reach me uh, at my email, james.dunn at flexjet.com. Um, and um, uh, again, Tam, it's been a pleasure to visit with you today. And thank you so much for having me. Right back at you. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone. We look forward to talking to everybody soon.